0: Welcome to the first Tech Meme Ride Home bonus episode. So we're going to ease into this, everybody. One bonus episode this weekend and probably only one next weekend as well. But we do want to get to two bonus episodes a weekend eventually so we can emulate the seven day a week, 365 days a year resource that techmeme.com is Again, these bonus episodes are a chance to talk to people. Not just have me talk to you about things, but have me talk to people about the things that I've been talking to you about all week. First up, the great Howard Lindzen. If you don't know Howard, founder of StockTwits... He is one of the great Wall Street and finance follows on Twitter. He's mostly a startup investor now, but Howard still plays the market and actively opines on it everywhere. So I called up Howard to talk to him about what Wall Street thinks of tech as a sector at the moment. Over the last few weeks of 2018, we spoke a lot about the turmoil in the stock market and the way that tech stocks were sort of in the midst of that turmoil. So I wanted Howard's take on tech at the moment, but we ended up talking a lot about Apple's recent revenue restatement as well, and the prospects of the slate of big tech IPOs that are coming to market soon. It's a great conversation. But before we get to that, this first weekend bonus episode is brought to you by our old friends at WeWork Remotely. Take it from someone who founded three startups in the employment space. The new year is when people look for new jobs. It's very much a New Year's resolution industry. So, if this is you, if you want to find a new job, a better job in the new year, check out weworkremotely.com. In the modern knowledge economy, where you live is increasingly not a deciding factor when it comes to the type of job you can land. If your skill sets and experience are in demand, you can work remotely from anywhere you want, when you want, how you want, in your pajamas if you want. Visit WeWorkRemotely.com to join more than 130,000 job seekers who are applying to openings for designers, programmers, copywriters, marketing pros, even executive positions. More than 68,000 remote work positions have been posted at WeWorkRemotely. So go to WeWorkRemotely.com, that's WeWorkRemotely.com, and find a remote job that is right for you. And now, the great Howard Lindzen. Hey, Happy New Year. I feel like it was just three months or so ago that tech was basically the king of the world on Wall Street. Like, you know, the first trillion-dollar companies were happening, something like eight of the top ten companies in the world by market cap were tech. Uh, but the sentiment has changed, I guess. how How is Wall Street thinking about tech as an industry right now?
1: Well, I mean the markets are uh, not just about the public market. Uh, the markets are about obviously early stage and startups and private equity and then um, international, but, you know, 2017 was really the wild year in the sense that there was just, you know, record low volatility. I think 2018, even in the scope of, you know, history is just an average year in volatility. So I think, I think what set up the end of 2018 was really 2017 was such a great year. Apple got to a trillion, so we crossed that checkmark off. Amazon quickly followed to a trillion, and um, you know, as 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 we go into this weekend, Microsoft's uh, now after 16 years, I think it's the most interesting is the biggest company in the world. So 16 years between being the number one company in the world, it's back on top. So I don't think. I think it's a pretty exciting time for tech. Obviously, if you own the the uh, leading tech stock, it's been a bad few months.
0: Right, you got to keep it
1: in perspective. I mean, you have to keep it in perspective.
0: Well, I actually, so I'm I'm trying to get a sense of like how um, what the perspective of traders and what people on Wall Street are like. So, I mean, tech has basically been one of the the big leaders in the last several years. What what historically does it usually mean if the leaders in a given bull market suddenly all turn south in lockstep. Is that a signal that that, uh, people on Wall Street look at?
1: Uh, They may. I mean, the thing is that what's happened is because of indexing and market cap, is everybody owns the same stock. So we're in this phase where because of technology and because technology has kind of become ubiquitous for the Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000 companies, I mean, they all have to – Become tech companies at some level that, uh, and money pouring into uh, passive investing, which really isn't passive investing. You ha- and the market cap issue. Everybody owns the same stocks, so when everybody decides to sell, uh, of course, uh, the largest cap stocks take the biggest hit. So, uh, you know, I think people thought that. I think the biggest misnomer is that you know you can just invest in the S and P 500 and it just goes up every year. We had nine nine straight years of of gains in the S&P 500. So, you know, for those people that don't pay attention to history, I mean, we were due uh, sadly for something like the end of 2018. You know, I think 2017, there's a lot of bad behavior that started to creep into the market Uh, 2016 and 2017. And we saw 2018 play out with like, you know, people hate Facebook, people don't trust uh, large tech companies. But, um, you know, so... So it's hard to say, um, it's always hard to predict when the market will care. And, you know, starting September, the market started to
0: care. So what you're you're almost saying uh I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're almost saying that like because they had been so successful because the tech companies were, you know, the 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 biggest market cap stocks, everyone's owning them, that that it, they're on some level they're being they're the victims of whatever's happening to the overall market. But are there any is there anything happening in the businesses of the large tech stocks in common that like um is is causing investors to like reassess their growth prospects?
1: For sure. Uh, you know, law of, law of large numbers, for one thing. And as, uh, as we're seeing with Apple, uh, you know, the, the product's so good that the upgrade cycles just not happening, right? People are keeping their phones for three to five years, which, you know, uh, is hurting the stock. But I think that's the opportunity, right? Apple's being uh, laughed at right now for 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 the decline, but really, you know, the the world's changing, right? We're going more to audio, we're going to AR and VR slowly, maybe more slowly than people expect. But Apple's pretty well positioned because as because they have distribution and they have you know high customer satisfaction, and maybe they pushed way too hard on pricing, and maybe they relied too much on China. But this is what happens, you know, the company's so big, they're not, they're gonna make massive mistakes just like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix. So I think we're just seeing, you know, uh, a, a pullback. And I don't think it's the beginning of something crazy, but if it is, you know, buying Apple at $140 or Facebook at $120, uh, this is what you're supposed to do. If you really believe in tech for the next 20 years, um, you buy, you buy twenty five thirty 30% sell offs in great companies. You don't have to buy them all. But you got to really have a, a thesis and understand the catalyst. For me, Apple, nothing changes because they have the stores, they have the customer satisfaction in the US. I think one of, the, like I said, the, the two most interesting stories are our first at Microsoft. The number is now the biggest company in the world again and how, uh, how it's done that over 16 years. So if people think the end of Apple, uh, because they're down 30% or crazy. You know, 20 years from now, I really suspect Apple will be in the top 10 companies still in the world. I think we're going to have multi-trillion dollar companies. It uh, may take three or four years there of digestion to get people back to a trillion. You know, that was just like when Cisco first hit half a trillion dollars, I don't know, 13 right. yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I remember when Cisco hit half a trillion dollars, and if we look back at that, we go, wow. I mean, they were relying on customers that really couldn't afford to pay uh, that weren't, you know, the customers disappeared. Apple's customers aren't disappearing. The second most interesting story is, is, you know, for all said and done, Google, which, you know, kind of sold Baidu at the IPO and never really went into China, all of a sudden, you know, Apple got into China, has this whole headache of China and all their, their systems and supply chains, and Google has never really done anything, and China is now equal market cap to Apple. So for all set and purposes, Apple can still be a massive company, even if they retreated from China, which they won't. Um, so there's just a lot of exciting times ahead. And, and and you think about Google and people say Google's done. And, you know, they haven't even, they haven't even dealt with China or, or a lot of these uh, Eastern Asian countries. So I don't know. I'd like when everybody's bearish, I think you have to look at these companies and go, you know where we're gonna be in ten to fifteen years
0: i um i want want to come back to Microsoft uh, but first uh, one more thing on Apple real quick. how surprised were you by that announcement last week because it seems like they they've been laying the groundwork for this you know not reporting unit sales, touting services growth as like the going forward the growth engine um like do, do you think that this was a convenient time for them to announce that sort of thing like pointing to China as a weakness or uh, like did you did you think that this was due and coming?
1: Uh, they telegraph that it's coming. I mean, I don't really ever care about I've owned the stock for I don't know, fifteen years and I've never really cared about unit sales. Um, did I get surprised by the speed of this decline? Yes. But like I said, two thousand seventeen was silly. It's not two thousand eighteen that was silly, it was two thousand seventeen. You know, their surge from seven hundred billion to a trillion one was kind of silly. Um and so we're right back to where we were a year ago, and you know when uh Trump took office, the stock was you know five hundred billion so nothing would surprise me here i think I think you know the tone of the letter was probably i think if he if he could take it back, I think people see, saw through that um, but at the same time, live and learn. I mean they're only going to be smarter from these mistakes, so it's painful short term as like, you know apple's my i don't I don't really own a lot of stocks in general because I focus on early state investing anymore, but I talk about stocks all day because it's so interesting, but I don't know. I, I think this panic in Apple is really overdone and uh, I kind of, you know, look forward to seeing how they behave going forward. I think the, I think I'm talking to you using AirPods and my iPhone. I live on my MacBook air. Uh, you know, maybe I'm in the, 5%, so I can afford to upgrade every product cycle, uh, live a little bit in the future, and maybe the products just aren't necessary to upgrade anymore, but between the stores and the amount of money they invest in R&D and the customer satisfaction, and I think the lock-in with people over 40 years old, once they get into Apple products, having the stores you know, within five miles of their home, uh, I think it's going to be pretty hard, at least in America, to unseat them.
0: So, okay, maybe talking about both Apple and Microsoft. um, I I was talking uh, on the A16Z podcast recently. Chris Dixon and I were talking a little bit about this, about how it's almost like everybody has had this one trick in tech for the last 10 or 15 years of scale, especially when mobile came around. And it's almost like maybe what we're seeing is that the low-hanging fruit has been plucked already like you put a smartphone in every human being's pocket greatest business ever right Uh, gin up a different kind of chat app and you have a billion users in six months if you're lucky right so is is some of i'm wondering if some of what we're seeing is that people are going to have to learn new tricks and like that microsoft maybe specifically like they've done that like you said they had their decade and a half in the wilderness kind of and they've learned how to reinvent and maybe that's what people like apple and and facebook also have to have to start thinking about.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, yes, and a lot of time Wall Street wants new tricks, right? For years, Apple got away with box product and upgrade cycles, and then uh, Intuit, Adobe, then it became all about recurring revenue. So uh, Microsoft, you know, maybe in 10 years, Wall Street will demand something else from these companies. So a lot of it is, you know, uh, chasing, you know, each other's tails, right? Sometimes Wall Street wants a uh, recurring revenue over just plain vanilla growth. Uh, maybe Facebook will be penalized for the next 20 years because even though they have all this data, they don't have a subscription business. So we don't really know how Wall Street will behave. So I try not to think about that. You just want to find businesses with catalysts. And for Microsoft, the catalyst is uh, Wall Street loves subscription recurring revenue. Microsoft continues to build lock-in with corporations and Apple's a little bit farther behind there, right? Because they don't have, even if they switch completely to a subscription business their revenues would drop because they relied on the upgrade cycle. So um, it's it's a little bit more than just one trick because a lot of it depends as public companies on what Wall Street wants and it's fickle. Wall Street's a pretty fickle place.
0: Well, speaking of of subscriptions and like SaaS and things like that, like I you probably have seen that CNBC article going around this morning Suggesting uh, acquisitions Apple could do to to juice growth, and like obviously they suggested, I think Disney and Tesla, but also um, uh, uh, Salesforce. Like, do you, do you think that there's any acquisitions that you could foresee uh, Apple making uh, this year? Yeah, it's a good question.
1: I, I wrote about this planetary positioning. I got to think that Benioff, Disney. Netflix are in this position where they too could be planets, you know, up there with Apple, Microsoft, um, um, and Facebook and Tencent and Alibaba. So I don't think Salesforce is looking to sell. He has a co-CEO. Uh, he, he seems to be loving what he's doing as co-CEO Benioff and, and thinking about the future. So I don't think. But who's? Yeah. So I don't see anything huge. I think I think everybody's just playing that beginning of the year speculation game. I do think. Um, Like, I think there'll be smaller, I mean, not small, but big acquisitions, but none of the, I think the planets will be buying, you know, companies, whether it's Nike buying like a Peloton and, and, uh, or Lulu, Uh, I think there'll be like huge acquisitions. I just don't think there'll be something like, like that size.
0: Well, I did I did read your blog post about that. And you also recently uh, wrote on your blog that you didn't feel like people are appreciating the risk in the markets right now. And that could be a ton of things, obviously, you know, even, you know, trade war concerns and all that sort of stuff. Um, There's a bunch of big tech IPOs coming this year. Do you have any thoughts on uh, possible perils for, for those guys coming out of the gate in the next six to eight months or so?
1: Well, the question is how badly do they need the money and how bad the market, a lot of it's based on sentiment, right? All those companies, left Uber can, could have been public four years ago. So the question is timing. Do you, you think know, they've, timing. They've, they've
0: maybe waited too long?
1: No, but, uh, you know, yes, but it is what it is. And yes, from a selfish standpoint, because it would have been fun for investors like us, regular investors to have access to those companies and trade them and, you know, uh, armchair quarterback them as a public shareholders, not just watching them uh, being reported on as private companies. So, yes, I think uh, shame on us for all our past sins that these companies stayed private longer for whatever reasons, as we all know. But I think the, the supply is coming. I think what's more concerning is if the markets, if people aren't appreciating the risks, and markets continue to struggle this year and these companies need to get public well that's just more supply for the market so you know they need a strong market because they obviously the market has to absorb all the supply from you know hundreds of billions of dollars of of new issues so it always comes down to supply demand and if they need to get public this year and the markets are bad it's going to be terrible uh if the markets are firm and they get public that's you know much better for those companies uh
0: i'm not going to ask you to handicap whether or not we've got a recession coming in the next 18 months. That's completely unfair. But I would ask you this again, because I'm thinking about this idea that tech has been the leader, especially in the last five years in the current bull market. Um, What does the history of the markets tell us happens to an industry that is the leader in a bull market when a recession does happen? Do they get hit worse than, than others comparatively?
1: It's a good question. I, I'm not that much of a student of economics anymore. I'm more of uh, focused on on uh, catalyst and sentiment. i think I think these companies still have massive catalysts for growth, uh, so many levers that they can push for, whether it's data or subscription or ad revenue or just uh, attention. Um, you know, I don't think in terms of recession, the world's so big and connected, I don't think in terms of recession anymore. I just think, think in terms of, Uh, you know, the overall picture, and and tech isn't so easy anymore, right? There's enterprise software, there's uh, consumer software, there is media, because tech and media finally, you know, like a Netflix is, is really a first tech and media company to be done well, maybe Disney, if they can get their act together this year with their launch. But I think there's so many different aspects of tech, that it's not so much about just new leaders versus old leader i think fang uh may see a few you know the fang stocks may see a few years of underperformance but they were outperforming for a while right so but right now it looks like enterprise software uh, Wall Street continues to love subscription business. Uh, VCs continue to want to back subscription startups, enterprise startups. And that's where it seems to be all the acquisitions are happening. The Adobe's, the Intuit's, the Salesforce's are buying companies. I think I think the HubSpot's will start buying companies. I think you have companies like Okta, Mongo, Elastic, uh, so open source. I mean, it's just it's just an incredible time. And I think dips, uh, even though 2019 is shaping up to be a tough year, I think there's so you know as we saw with IBM and Red Hat, I think you're going to see tens to hundreds more of these type of deals, especially if the market's weak.
0: Um, Thank you, Howard. Anything you want to plug? Uh,
1: No, you know I blog at howardlinson.com every day. People can subscribe there and get my uh, you know daily missive on trends. Obviously, I'm chairman of StockTwits, which is you know a great social network for traders and investors.
0: Amazing resource. And
1: our And our fund is uh, social leverage. We invest in early stage enterprise uh, and financial services companies. So uh, if you're a founder uh, in the enterprise and financial services space, track us down.